maybe you know the tale already. Maybe you know about this guy already, and maybe this is all for nothing. But if you, uh, have you heard of a guy, a fellow by the name of Virtus Hardiman? Virtus. Virtus Hardiman. Yes, yes. That doesn't sound uh, like a real name. Um, well, it is. Trust me, it is. It's real name, real guy. Um, Virtus, V-E-R-T-U-S, Virtus Hardiman. Okay, doesn't sound familiar so far. Well, good. Um, <laughs> and I think maybe the fact that he doesn't sound familiar is is testimony to what a fucking absolutely inspirational and chilled uh, example of a guy Virtus is. Um, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He would have every excuse not to be. If I'd been through what Virtus Hardiman went through, I certainly wouldn't be a fraction as chilled. As this fella is, oh, I'd shit. be downright. I'd be fucking. I'd be downright fuming as where I'd be, Corrigan. And I think you would be too. So why don't I just start with the story of Young Virtus? Sure. Um, at five, at age five, okay, five years old, Virtus was involved in his school in uh, a kind of a medical program. Hmm. Okay, um, Virtus was to be lucky enough to be a small group of children in his school uh, to be selected to trial a brand new kind of treatment for ringworm for the fungal infection ringworm okay ringworm's pretty common is it common in the uk yeah yeah it is it is and the treatment uh the treatment for ringworm now in 2022 seems super straightforward super painless yeah super simple it's just like penicillin or something right like it's just exactly very, that it's yeah. cream it's just topical oh, yeah uh, you know rub it in walk away rub it yeah in i remember my away. sister having that and having to mm. do that easy peasy Yes, um, which is perhaps all the more heinous then that what Virtus had been selected for and subjected to and his parents lied to about, just flat out oh, no. lied to, by the okay. way. They were told that Virtus was going to be uh, uh, selected for a group of a new ringworm experiment. This simply isn't the case. Um, the, the, the children in Virtus's group was all about... Uh, studying the impact and effect that x-ray radiation had oh no on human test subjects oh come on yeah Ugh. um Virtus's folks as well as the other black parents of, the, of these children were told that their kids were going to be part of a study to cure ringworm scalp infections right but they ended up being uh testing radiation on the human body and mind and they oh jeez Okay. Yeah. No. Go on. I will ask clarifying questions later. Let Let's get into it. What So what happened here? Um, over a, over a, a series of experiments, Virtus was bombarded with intensely damaging doses of X-ray radiation. Um, some of the reports of other kids in that experiment said that they experienced things like headaches, dizziness, extreme hair loss, permanent hair loss, burning yeah. of the skin and scalp, and even bone. Oh my God. Yeah. Um what those parents didn't know that they were yeah they, they, their kids had been lied to and coerced to become part of an actual human experiment on extreme radiation when they and i don't know if this would have been in anything that you read or any records of this but mm. what did when these things started manifesting these terrible symptoms mm. what were the parents told you know like i'm sure they were like mm. i should pull my kid out of this experiment. well here's the thing with, with virtus okay yeah um, for the next 80 years of his life and you were to see the dude for the next 80 years of his life he experienced a, a, a kind of a, a long term dissolving of the bone matter of his skull oh, because of these experiments right mm -hmm. um, and he spent 80 years using hats wigs, caps, beanies to cover 
the ongoing damage to the top of his head for 20, 20 years, right? For 20 fucking years, he never complained about it at all to anyone. And did he know that was what it was from? Or was uh, it just like, I have a mysterious thing? He would have known that it was linked to these experiments, okay. but he, mm-hmm. you know, he, he attended a choir. He attended his church choir for 20 years after those experiments and didn't say shit to anyone about what was going on. Wow. Uh, he went on again. He, he, he lived an incredible life of 80 years after that and never said a thing. Um, but he was left with an entire lifetime of extreme pain, extreme, you know, dizziness, burning of the scalp, hourly changing of dressings. Wow. Um, and lived a life of quiet suffering um, and never once sharing it for, for, for 20 years after that experiment. Would you like to see? Would you like to see, Virtus? So if you can send him a picture of him. Yeah, I guess so. So for 20 years, he didn't say anything. So, but that's from when he was a child. So as an adult, did he start speaking about it? How do we know his story? How do you know his story is genuine? Well, I'm not questioning that it's genuine, I suppose. I'm just curious, like if he, if he was so quiet about it, how do we know about him now? Well, uh, when you see him, you might. Oh my God. Yeah. He walked around like that his entire life. It, I don't even know how to describe that. You should describe this. Uh, we're up to the eyes, up to the eyebrows, I would say. What you have there is a perfectly normal, beautiful-looking human head. But you just go up just inches away and, you know, the, the, the topography of the head begins to change and warp and undulate. There is matter exposed uh, underneath, you know, just protruding forth from his skin through the bone. Um, Almost like a, like the top of like a a rooster's head kind of situation mm, going on yes, there. That's what yes, it looks like yes, on the top yes. of his head. Yeah, with... I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but as as incredible as that is, right? And the the number of questions and uh, the 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 potential life ruining impacts of the deceit and the lies and the coercion and the, the, the it's abuse, just an, mm-hmm. an, an horrific act of, of abuse from visited upon this, from the state upon one individual, just vile. Um, but there is an incredible hidden history of non-consensual medical research in the US. Yeah, yes, there is. There's a reason Which, why black people are vaccine hesitant, as they say. Do you know, this has put that all into such incredible context because you're right, chiefly against minorities, economically disadvantaged minorities, mm-hmm. lasting all the way in some cases, Corey, up until the 1980s, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, pathogens, biological warfare, diseases, uh, all the way back since the, the, the kind of the late 80s, right up until comparatively very modern day. Um, syphilis in 1880s Hawaii you know I'm sure you will have heard of that but I'm more shocked at the just like Virtus the amount of human radiation experiments radiation in particular Hmm. yeah I wasn't aware that that was specifically a thing that comes up a lot gigantic focus different types of radiation internally administered externally administered um Corey, so many. I mean, let's pick up the story immediately after World War II, all right? Okay. There was a, a research program at uh, Vanderbilt University in the States, which I don't know specifically, but uh, 829 
pregnant, mind you, pregnant Tennessee uh, mothers were offered what they were told were vitamin drinks. Okay. Vitamin drinks. 829 people were given radioactive iron in, in a liquid. Simply to what? determine, and the only the only thing that that study was meant to determine was how quickly radioactive isotopes crossed the placental barrier into a fetus. Oh, That's what they were looking to on. find out. Uh, what did we know about radiation at that time? Oh, I mean, the fact that a lot of that with these things they knew to lie to people about what was happening to them tells me we knew enough yeah, to know that put, at least it was put. bad. You yeah. know? Um quite right. Enough to lie about it. Enough to to Jesus. Only to, to lie in, in the vaguest, most uh, functional way. You right. Know? Yeah, you're you're getting ringworm treatment, you're drinking a vitamin drink, like I know, right? And to pregnant Ring women one? is wild. Mm. Absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, pregnant women, yes. But th- again, not just minorities, not just economic minorities, economic kind of victims, but all fucking combined together, right? I mean, in 1953, uh, there was a school in Massachusetts where they gave an experiment sponsored by who else? The US Atomic Energy Commission. Of that And the AEC, right, comes up time and time and time again when you're looking at these these. Mm atrocities um fuck me they fed uh radioactive pathogen laced oatmeal right to mentally impacted children to children with, with disabilities uh to track how nutrients were digested that's the it's uh, children to, to pregnant women and children yeah it's the targets also tell you that they know what they're doing you know that yes, it's yes, yes. minorities that it's women children who have disabilities things like that that it's like you know because they're not like hey let's get a whole bunch of like you know white male lawyers in here yeah. you know <laughs> like they're not like let's try this out on uh on the top people in our society again mm. tells you exactly what they know about what they're what they're doing yeah it really does um so lots and lots of different types of pathogen lots and lots and, di- and when i say lots I'm, i i please know that i'm not exaggerating here i am i sit here astounded at the number and the depth and the complete disregard for human life or truth or ethics or any kind of good practice mm-hmm. from a medical point of view as well as an ethical point of view uh page after page after page of largely radioactive focused instances of abuse and torture by the air quote scientific community to largely minority largely economically disadvantaged people in the states until so recently that's one of the great things so about they Joy, were isn't it? Uh, it, even it, the it, oh, even the no, nuclear please. kinds that were like radiation stuff that was continuing until the 80s the radioactive the radiation stuff. I'm getting. I'm seeing 1930s, 1940s, 1950s. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Yeah, but but some of these medical tests, some of these isotope tests, radio, uh, you know, the, the pathogen pathogenic tests carries up until so 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 recently. Like I'm saying, that's if you think Joag is just there to tell you about oh, isn't it fucked up how things used to be? I mean, right. I. I I'm a child of the 80s. This is stuff that's, uh, in many cases, a very real and present danger. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing is that you know that 
and it'll it'll sound conspiratorial to say, but the thing that we know about this kind of stuff is often records don't come out till much later. Yes. Uh, and so often we find out that things were carrying on much longer than they actually we thought that they were. And yeah. so who knows what we're going to find out about what is happening in 2022 that is wildly unethical and dangerous to the people who uh, are having things tested on them, uh, yeah. you know, by people promising that they're doing something that is going to help them. Mm. You know, I don't think that that is a legacy that we have outgrown or will outgrow anytime soon. No, and, certainly uh, not. You're, you're absolutely right that, I mean, it's wild to me that you're just talking here about radiation as a specific thing. And yet there are so many other forms of forced or non-consensual yeah. medical practices that have been visited upon people that I already knew about in this country. There's just so of many. Uh, just to, to, to round off the story on Virtus, um, he, right up until his dying days, uh, talked about his experiences, talked about his condition uh, to, to, to young people around schools and colleges, universities. He had a documentary made uh, about this exact case uh, called "A Hole in My Head," mm. a life revealed uh, at the in the in the uh, 2010s. Um, viscerally, very very arresting an image of of everything that we've been talking about there. That inequality, that abuse, played out right there, uh, visibly and largely on 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 the the physical, the head of one man. Yeah. Such a striking image. And I have to imagine that probably many of the other children who were experimented on at the same time Indeed, that he yeah, was yeah, yeah. died, you know, yeah. probably much younger. You said he lived to be like 80? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sure that most of them did not make it that did long. Not. You know, Indeed. the combination of this kind of thing and the other structural inequalities visited upon Black people who were born around that time or even now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just the odds are so incredibly against them. Oh. Wow. Wow. The whole head. It like, mm. honestly, Mark's just sent me another picture. It just kind of looks like his brain is exposed, you know, like looks like the top of his head it is does. like an it open does. skull. That's how this looks. Um, yeah. And very stunning photography. Whoever took this really knew what they were doing. Cause... Completely agree. Yes. Yeah. It's wild. Wild. Why are we so terrible all the time? Yeah, so a, a on, very America. simple and straightforward message to open up this week's Jack of All Graves. Mm. Um, I've checked, folks, and yes, we're still terrible. Wait. Joe, COVID holds no fear for me at all. <laughs> it should. You have bad lungs. But... I do. I've got I've got awful lungs, but uh, I just and I, I'm cursing myself. I know this. I'm hexing myself and saying. <laughs> But after living and breathing the air of three COVID sufferers in our house, and we made no attempt to isolate, none at all. You know, I've said before, I shared a bed with Peter the night before he tested positive. Right. His, his air going right into my eyes and ears <laughs> and face, all of my canals. You know what I mean? Gross. Riddled with COVID vapors. Uh, just last week, uh, somebody who I was at a meeting and a night out with tested positive. And we, you know, a couple of days before she tested positive, we shared a mic at a karaoke fucking booth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and <laughs> it. Yeah. 
it holds no no fear for me. So Mark, Hi. um, you said th- some things last week. Are you are you, you going to bring that up? You're gonna I'm going to haul me over the coals about this year. Listen, I'm not. I am generally like not I deserve a big. It, Corey. I'm not an I told you so person, uh, but you told but, you so. Uh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, Mark, yeah, you've got the uh, the coronavirus. Uh, yes, and never was a dose of the coronavirus more earned than this one. <laughs> uh, I put in the work to get this. I you really did. Up, yeah, I did the work. Uh, and I'm delighted to report that it's been shit. I'm delighted to report that it's been a shitty couple of days. Uh, yes. with a uh, with a shitty uh, case of COVID. So yeah. yeah, you're welcome, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> it's, you know, what I love about you, Mark, is that you have always said that you enjoy being wrong um, yes. and you are great with a, a big old slice of humble pie. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think, you know, you've, I'm sure that you have received much um, razzing over the course of this week. And I've enjoyed oh, every yeah. single yeah. Uh, individual razz. It's been a great <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, you got hit. It's been, what's it been like? Tell us about your COVID experience. Uh, it's been a downer. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> not only, just the timing was great as well. Not just mm. not just did I get COVID at the tail end of the pandemic. I got COVID after you know weeks of loudly proclaiming my immunity. <laughs> and I got COVID when I had uh like a lineup of really cool things on that i really was looking forward to attending yes so yeah, yeah. really just covered it all although Absol- it's cute that you still nailed it mate nailed you're it still calling it in spite of all your hubris the tail end of oh, the pandemic yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's <laughs> over mate it's over, over it's lad. funny because i was thinking about this you know you were reporting on the numbers being down and stuff like that and i looked and like yeah. so when you said you had covid <laughs> Then just about every British male who listens to our podcast responded yeah. that they too have COVID right now yes. or have just gotten over COVID. Many Still, people on your Facebook are like, our whole family got over it. It is the numbers popular. aren't going down. People are just taking tests at home. Yes. That's what's yes. happening right now. COVID I, is I know this ravaging now. I know, the UK. I know <laughs> we are not on the tail end of a pandemic and I need you to stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I think I have been vindicated in this. We are not on the tail end of shit. No, I don't agree. I think I think we are. Uh, <laughs> all right, Nostradamus. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> hey, listen, good to see everyone though. Uh, yes. Hope everyone's well out there in COVID land. I yeah, I hope that those of you who it. yeah, hope those of you who have caught it. And I've been dealing with it. I hope you're on, on the up and up now and getting yes. over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been good. Uh, I would describe my experience of the novel coronavirus as quite heady, quite headachey. It settled mm-hmm. quite nicely in my head and sinuses. Yeah, you can hear nicely. it in your in your voice. You it sounds like you've got a yeah. nose clip on. Yeah, um, settled quite nicely in my limbs. Mm-hmm. So heavy, leaden, uh, you know, fatigued limbs and extremities that's been good <laughs> just uh constantly i'm either asleep or planning to be asleep i mean i'm, I'm in like a 24 mm. hour a day nap wake cycle because i'm so goddamn tired yeah it's been a nightmare trying to get a hold of you at any given time <laughs> because yeah. you are yeah, always imagine. asleep 
I can imagine more so than usual. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you're usually at least pretty good at, at getting background things, but I send something that it's like hours and I'm like, he is, he's passed out somewhere yeah. at this point. So, you know, but that's good. I'm glad to hear that you're getting a lot of rest because that's obviously what your body wants yeah. and needs. Yes. Uh, and if anything, despite having to have things canceled, at least you've got this point where you're home by yourself uh, not in anyone's way, uh, no one all up That's in your true. business yeah. and you can sleep it off as much as you want to. So, you know, uh -huh. silver lining. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, okay. Why not? Yeah. Silver lining. <laughs> I've always got to have one, don't I? <laughs> That's my role. There's one it. of us whose silver lining is simply, this is so bad. It's funny. And there's one of us who will find an optimistic angle on it. Yes, and it has been. It has been so bad. It's funny. Both, you know, the timing and the severity have both been <laughs> just spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely giddy with irony yeah. right now. And, yes. uh, you know, it's delightful. So, Mark, I hope that this does pass over you soon. Um, you still seem like you're a little riddled, but. <clears throat> I don't think it'll be too long. I think the next day or so and I will emerge. Mm reborn almost <laughs> like a butterfly yeah. in the cocoon yes i look forward to it uh but in the meantime you've been a trooper we're here we're a little late uh we eventually will get back on schedule this week because you're going to be you're going to be over covid certainly this sunday we will record together and it'll be great uh, uh yeah we will um and that'll we, be amazing It'll Go on. Amazing. And we yesterday you sucked it up, pulled through a Did. little bit loopy. I think people will be able to tell. Yeah. Uh, but we recorded Dead and Lovely, as we said we were going to last week. And that episode talking about the Peter Jackson classic, uh, I almost said brain dead, bad, uh, taste. bad taste will be out tomorrow morning for your commute alongside this. So a couple of things here. It's always great catching up with Steve, right? Oh, He's yeah. Steve is the best. Super engaging just to sit down and chat to, to the point where I often forget that I'm recording anything when I chat to Steve. Yes. It just becomes, <laughs> becomes a conversation. It's, um, just a, it's just a talk. Yeah. Uh, I sit here now 24 hours removed from it, though, and I don't remember a single word I said. <laughs> that I'm not surprised by. <laughs> you were chaos embodied as a human. <laughs> It and it'll be COVID, it was very much the COVID talking. Yes, very much so. And I look forward to listening back to just how chaotic that yeah. sounded. Um, but, you know, if you can't, what's the, what's that like really, if you can't handle me at my COVID chaos. Oh, I, I believe Marilyn Monroe said that if you can't <laughs> handle me at my den, lovely, you don't deserve me at my job. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what she said. Thank you for the, the assist on that. You got it. This is teamwork. This is what Joe Egg's all about. <laughs> oh, it's cute you doing basketball. Like that's a, oh, that was like a high five. A, oh, is that a high five? I yeah, thought you were. You made a swish sound. No, that was a high five. Whoops. Clap sound. We'll have more questions. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, check out us on Dead and Lovely tomorrow or today because that's probably when you'll be listening to this on wednesday yep. um also uh <laughs> mark you're a star fucking yeah i am <laughs> uh 
which episode was it, Corey? I, like, like, I can't expect you to instantly Buddy. recall what episode was. I want to say in the 60s, uh, going back last year, I long-time Joe Aggers will recall <laughs> that, oh God, maybe late 19, maybe late 2019, uh, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to extra, to co-star, to, to, to be a perform a background performer in a movie, an actual goddamn movie uh, called Reign <laughs> of Chaos, uh, which has finally seen release. Not only is Reign of Chaos found release this week, <laughs> but I made the fucking cut as well. You I am in this cut. son of a bitching film, uh, <laughs> all of which I, I, I'm sure you can hear in my voice has delighted me no small way. <laughs> Uh, so look it's called Reign of Chaos you can get it on Amazon Prime and uh, obviously because I'm a big star I'm going to watch this on Discord tomorrow right I'm not going to bother putting uh, publicizing it or anything because uh, obviously we'll break Discord so many people will rush in <laughs> oh yeah I can only imagine part, take part in this so I, I'm I, again I'm going nowhere so I'll probably put it on tomorrow about nine-ish um, it feels good I, I, I've, I've seen my bit obviously yeah. uh, and I feel as though I acquitted myself well. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, I think that my favorite thing about, you know, of course you told me where in the film I could skip to yes. to see that. So of course I had yes. to, to give it a look. I think my favorite thing about it is that you had, I've seen the pictures of you from the set of this, right? Where you're all done sure. up in this like yeah, 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 yeah. corpsey zombie looking makeup. Yeah. In the actual film, it does not look like you're wearing any makeup at all. So yeah. you're just some like <laughs> weird dude in his 30s scrabbling around on the floor. Oh, cool. I'll take a 30s. plastic hand. <laughs> I had 40s, whatever it is. <laughs> plastic hand. <laughs> it just, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful to me. Um, so, uh, hey, won't you come along for an impromptu watch along tomorrow as uh, I'm going to watch uh, Plastic Hand. <laughs> Plastic Hand to Reign of Chaos. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. Um, uh, I'm in. I'm for it. Well, I'm in a movie though, aren't I? And I'm, I'm also in the credit. So I fast forwarded it to the credits. It says right there, Mark Lewis. So it must be true. <laughs> the credits wouldn't lie. Exactly. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, how was your week? It's it's good. Yeah. I I had friends from out of town, so I spent all of last week. Uh, wandering around New York and New Jersey and things like that, showing them around to delightful little girls um, who just had a blast here. They've been looking for the forward to Beautiful. this trip since 2020, especially the older one, Ruby, who's um, seven, I believe. She's nice. been like, since we moved here, all she's talked about is going to visit us in New Jersey. Yeah. So it was really cool to get to bring her here she really wanted to see the statue of liberty um yep. so she was super stoked on that uh and she wanted to see the animals of new jersey so she was deeply satisfied with going in our backyard and seeing stuff or we just Is went that to how a she park. Put it, the animals of new jersey yes the animals of new jersey <laughs> <laughs> yep going to the park and seeing like ducks and geese like all that stuff she was just happy as can be the statue of liberty and a duck are like on the same level of enthusiasm yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, it was really, really fun to, to have them in town. And, and, but the thing is, I just, I didn't sleep much or anything like that. And then this week is, you know, kind of a busy one. So I'm a little bit, you know, zonked and on mm. edge and I'm home alone. 
which is also has my, my stress level up higher than I anticipated. I was so excited. I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to place myself. It's going to be some like risky business ass shit up in here. Uh, and instead I just realized when you're alone in a hundred year old house and it's windy and rainy and things like that, it makes like lots of noises mm. Mm. Uh, and there's no one around and it's uh, everything is scary. Um, so I, my anxiety is a little high this week. Well, once again, through sheer accident or force of will, we're on the other side of the world doing very similar things. We're both alone. We're <laughs> right? both a little bit fucking on edge. You know what uh, I mean? How did we're this both happen? A bit zonked. Uh, so weird. Living our weird parallel lives. Yes. From across the Atlantic. That's um, right. Yeah. But together. <laughs> together. Um, and I, you know, I was saying earlier, I, I have a, a closet that's like a very big closet. It faces out into the street. It's a good observation point. You know, it looks out over the street, but no one would really realize it's it's there. Yeah. Um, just these small windows. And it's big. It joins two rooms. So I think, you know, I should just keep like a knife in there so that... Uh, I'd rather you didn't. You mean like as a weapon? Do you mean yeah, like, like as, as a... a weapon so that I can go no, and like, no, if no. I hear something, I hide in there and I'm ready. Escalation, Corey. That's, if that's they know you've, if they know you've got oh, a knife, then they'll well, they're not supposed a... to know I have the knife. That's why I keep it in the closet. They'll they see it see and they'll it. come back with a bigger knife, and then you'll have to get like a sword. It'll be too late for them. I'll be in the closet. I'll be waiting, and then they open up the closet, and then I'm like cha cha cha, and <laughs> you dance at them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel right. like this is flawless. I don't know. It seems like a no. Really I good don't agree. I think you'd go down at the first encounter. Wow. You would, you'd, be, you'd be too busy trying to cha-cha-cha at them. <laughs> would say, they make exactly that noise, and they'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to kill you. Thwack. Yeah. <laughs> Thwack. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been playing a lot of video games and fighting a lot, and now I feel really Fair competent. Enough. Fair enough. And I'm reasonably sure that I'm going to survive COVID. Uh, if it were going to kill me, it would have done by now. Uh, I just really... <laughs> I don't want you making any more proclamations, if possible. I try not to be superstitious, but honestly, okay, you troubled me. <laughs> and uh, you also, this week, we're going to talk about all the many things that you have watched over the course of this week, but you attempted your video rant. Oh, I did. And look, I, I attempted to watch Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. Uh, or was it double target? I can't remember. Double effort. What was it called? Oh fuck! Double double impact. Impact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Double impact. Uh, I think I lasted about forty-five minutes um, (laughs) before falling asleep, and I am not revisiting it to finish it off. So we're just going to have to work with what we got. Um, I'm going to talk about it up to a point, and then see where I see how it goes. I'm actually very excited about this. This is uncharted territory for mark's video rants what happens uh when you have to fill in the blanks for a story that you've not seen the end of and i i'm thinking it's going to be worthwhile it is it's going to be terrific Mm -hmm. Uh, hopefully i I mean i don't know if you will be up to it but i would love to see also what your covid induced loopiness adds to the video rant vibe yeah um you know, normally I like to do them kind of out and about. I like to do them in different locations and different areas. <laughs> uh, that's going to be tough to emulate. 
in my home, uh, but I'm going to give it a goddamn try. Yeah, I'm stoked on it. I can't wait to see it. Good. <laughs> and also for those of you who are awaiting um, letters, mail from us, uh, I, I completed them the other day. I was going to take them to the post office today and then I realized I didn't have the right size envelopes. But tomorrow mm. you will have things in the mail. So I'm excited for Real you nice. to see that. Um, also, thanks to everyone who came to book club. It was amazing. As always, if you're not in book club, you should really be in book club. Um, I know that Richard went so far as to actually read it and was going to join in with us this week. And then he also got COVID. So um, if you missed it because of COVID, totally understandable. But we will be reading Bunny by Mona Awad for the next book. And as always, you get a 20% discount from uh, Gibson's Bookstore if you buy it there using our promo code. So go to jackofallgraves.com slash book club to get that info and uh, get our upcoming reading schedule to figure out what you can join in on. Um, Mark, everyone is eagerly anticipating November when you join us. Oh, really? Am I doing that? Am I? You are, yeah. You're reading what Tenders are we reading? the Flesh. Tenders cool. the Flesh, yeah. Good, can't wait. Is yes. it a cannibal story? It sounds like it. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I believe the reason you Im- immediately said, oh, I'm in on that was because Richard said it was the grossest book he's ever read. Oh, uh, how could I not be in yeah. on that? <laughs> so yes, everyone is really looking forward to when you finally join us for a book club. Good. read that one you'll be hotly what is the grossest book i've ever read or, or you for that matter i can't think what what mine would be um well i think i would say it's a the two that come to mind immediately are one that we did read for book club um it was the southern book club guide to vampire killing yes. vampires yeah, yeah thank you that's the one by grady hendrix extremely gross uh just constant grotesqueness although the one we just read also uh, the Rachel Harrison book had a lot of really grossness in it and then the other one that you might have read as well I feel like Tommy Knockers had a lot of really gross stuff uh, yeah in it. a maybe, lot of like maybe. decaying humans and yeah, parts yeah, yeah. and things like that that I remember reading it and just having like that grossed out face a lot <laughs> I can't I can't think you still can't think of be. anything no well uh think on it you know if it comes to you feel free to jump in I will. with the grossest um, thing you've ever read that's the only uh <clears throat> silver lining uh, that i can possibly think of to this week of covid though is the amount of watching i'm doing i'm doing such a lot of movie watching and it feels great to have finally yeah. got some things on letterbox that i've wanted on there for ages yeah usually you're struggling to get things watched so that's exciting and and this week we're actually going to save our watches for the very end um, oh, we are. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, I know. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I can't handle you right now. You're <laughs> like, you sick is <laughs> higher than you high. Oh, God. It's <laughs> like all over the place, like uh, moving and uh, off on weird tangents. It's delightful. Um, We're going to save it for the end in part because uh, we can finally talk about X. So yes, that'll probably be prolonged, but we don't want to spoil it for anyone. Okay. So we will talk about, we will move our watches to the end. You can discuss all of your things that you have watched lately, and then we can have a prolonged discussion of X so that people who have not seen it yet can turn it off before they get it spoiled. Yep. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, you really ought to. I mean, I think you have. It's like 
what's that other movie that you love and I hate um, that the last 20 minutes of it is like bonkers? Malignant. Malignant. Like, the you wonderful have Malignant. to see it, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. no matter what you think of it, you have to see the movie. So you do have to see X, I think. Um, I just did not like it, but we'll get there. And then uh, an actual watch along besides Mark's um, impromptu one that he will be doing tomorrow or tonight, I should say. So Wednesday is the night we're talking yeah. about, Wednesday, April 20th. Um, we will do like an actual watch along the last Saturday of the month, the 30th. We sure will. Um, topic to be decided on this week. If you've got any ideas, throw mm. them in the fucking mix. We have and... had a request for Asylum films. Um, oh, yeah. So there is that is a possibility. Um, I think there were a couple out there. But yes, let us know if there's anything that uh, you're thinking it's the perfect topic for a watch along. And as always, we'll get a poll up. We'll do it. Yes. And it'll be a blast. Shout out. Make yourselves known. Um, but <laughs> that is going to be this coming Saturday, the 30th. 30th. Yes. A week Saturday. Not this, yeah, a week. Yeah. No, 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 a, a week, yeah, a week Saturday. Saturday the 30th. And it's going to be uh, amazing as it always is. Yes, absolutely. It's always an absolute blast. And we'll get a uh, snack of all graves out to you soon as well for uh-huh. the Ko-Fi supporters. So if you want to be in on all of that action, make sure that you subscribe to us at ko-fi.com slash jack of all graves. So Mark, before we get to our watches and all that kind of thing, we had kind of initially said for this episode, you know, we, we'd do a sort of grab bag of things on our minds. Um, but if you'll indulge me in honor of your uh, oh, please, yeah. hubris in contracting the novel yeah. coronavirus, <laughs> I thought I could tell you a story, uh, a few stories about ironic deaths. Oh, Is that all right? That. Oh, I'd love that. Yes, okay. please. And I'm using ironic in sort of an Alanis Morissette way here because some of these are generally unexpected reversals of fortune, uh, but others are just, you know, sparkling consequences. Yeah. So you ready to hear about some of this? Let's go. All right. Well, let's talk about a 55-year-old New York motorcycle enthusiast by the name of Philip Contos, who met his demise on the 4th of July in 2011. Okay. As with most Americans, old Philip, I'm sure, associated July 4th with freedom. It's in the name, Independence Day after all. And like many Americans, he seemed to equate freedom with absolute autonomy over one's own meat and choices, even to the detriment of himself and others. Complete lack of consequence. Yes. And on that day in 2011, he and 550 of his fellow biker buddies were pretty pissed off. You see, New York at the time was one of 20 states that had passed a motorcycle helmet mandate, a restriction Contos and his brethren vehemently opposed. So much so that they set out every year, like so many Canadian truckers in a convoy of protest against the law. This was their 11th year of raging against the machine of highway safety. Without helmets on, even though they didn't have helmets on. Yes. 11 years, not even a new law. They, every year, 11 years, just keep on protesting this. And along the route, Contos put on his brakes in such a way that caused his Harley Davidson to fishtail, resulting in his being thrown over the handlebars, at which point his unprotected cranium met the pavement and he died. 
According to a state trooper who'd been at the scene, quote, the medical expert we discussed the case with who pronounced him deceased stated that he would have no doubt survived the accident had he been wearing a helmet. And Jim Headland of the Governor's Highway Safety Association told the Associated Press that a helmet meeting federal standards reduces the chance of fatality in an accident by more than 40%. It's like rain on your wedding day. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's the good advice that you just didn't take. Who would have thought? <laughs> Figures. Uh, <laughs> I was actually really, really, really entertainingly span. I'm, pr- I'm proud of us right now. Uh, yeah. This, of course, Mark, is by no means the only time someone chafing at restrictions meant to protect them and others has met their end as a result of their own stubbornness. For example, there's the case of Derek Kuyper, who, as a 21-year-old university senior, published an editorial in the Daily Nebraskan entitled Individual Rights Buckle Under Seatbelt Laws. Clever boy. Oh, because buckle like a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see what he did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in an excerpt from the editorial that basically sees him acknowledging that he's a giant man baby who will flaunt restrictions simply because it hurts his feelings to be told what to do. Kuiper wrote, quote, as laws become increasingly strict for seatbelts, fewer people will respond positively by buckling up in response to the laws. There seems to be a diehard group of non-wearers out there who simply do not wish to buckle up no matter what the government does. I belong to this group. Ah. So I love the way that he phrase, phrases that. Like, you know, some people, they're going to be so offended by being told what to do. They're not going to do it at any, co- at any cost. Some I'm people one like of them. me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in January of 2005, less than four months after the publication of his article, Kuiper was a passenger in the backseat of a Ford Explorer that slid off an icy section of Interstate 80 and rolled several times in a ditch. He was ejected from the SUV and died. The two other passengers who had been wearing seatbelts sustained non-life-threatening injuries. (laughs) It's amazing. It's wonderful. It has been pointed out to me, right? The only way that I could make this bout of COVID really funny now is to die. Yeah. And then the day after for Her Majesty, God bless you, Queen Elizabeth to die. Like maybe like an hour or two after me. Oh, man. Just can't kick the football, you know? That's That's the only way that I can make this amusing now. That would be... um, (laughs) That would be the only way I would laugh. If your yep. dumbass died of COVID, it would be the day before <laughs> the queen. Yeah. Uh, I would get a wry chuckle yes. through my sobs. <laughs> um, uh, you'll also be happy to know though, that while you may have been a bit flippant about your immunity to COVID, yeah. you have nothing on the multiple full-on anti-mask, anti-vax public figures who suffered excruciating deaths from the disease they promised their listeners and constituents wasn't a threat. These include Trump's African-American, Herman Cain. Uh, He went to one of the then president's rallies maskless and was hospitalized shortly thereafter. And he died in July of 2020. On top of that, at least five conservative anti-vax radio hosts died of the virus, including Bob Enyart, who, according to WAPO, 
used to gleefully read obituaries of AIDS sufferers while cranking another one bites the dust by Queen and repeatedly called for women who received an abortion to be sentenced to death. On the radio? On the radio. Real gem, this guy. Oh, nice guy. Yeah, really, really What cool. was his name again? Bob Enyart. Nice yeah. guy. Mm-hmm, nice guy cool. Bob, they would call him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just good guy Bob. Uh, also including Dick Farrell, a Newsmax anchor who railed against Dr. Fauci and called vaccines bogus bullshit. Um, Jimmy DeYoung Sr., a religious radio host who claimed the Pfizer jab would wake, make women sterile and that okay. all vaccines are a form of government control. Yeah, all of them. There's uh, also Mark Bernier, a Daytona radio host who called himself Mr. Anti-Vax, died of COVID. Uh, and Phil Valentine, who famously spent months mocking and vilifying Democrats' COVID mitigation efforts, only to end up telling his brother on his deathbed after a brutal battle with COVID that he should have been a more vocal advocate for the vaccine. <laughs> Did you say the last guy called himself Mr. Anti-Vax? Mr. Anti-Vax. Yeah. Literally, fuck all these guys. <laughs> they are... In my head, he's got it tattooed on his limbs like Mr. Cool Ice. <laughs> I was I was envisioning it like he drives around in a car with his own face on it that says Mr. Anti-Vax. Yeah, so those guys all got it. Cool ice. He's cool as fuck. <laughs> I was about to say I can see you now. Mr. <laughs> He's so cool. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, there at least. Is. Oh my goodness. At least you aren't like these dudes. I'm kind of like Mr. Cool Ice. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> now I've given you a role model. What have I done? Um, it's a cool life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all these people are responsible for probably thousands or more deaths without even going into their bigotry and fascism. So, good fucking riddance to all of them. Yeah. Can't really uh, argue with that. How about some genuine irony for you, Mark? Always good. Yes. Okay. At the end of July in 1985, the lifeguards of the city of New Orleans, Louisiana, had cause to celebrate. Can you can you guess why? Okay, tell me again when it was. July of nineteen eighty five. The lifeguards of the city of the, of New Orleans. July eighty five. Lifeguards, New Orleans. Were they celebrating because it was the end of their summer season and they could all just go home and have a bit of a chill for a couple of weeks? You're on the right track. Yeah. Hey. They had made it through the entire summer season without a yeah. single drowning. Here we, <laughs> Here we go. The first time in memory that had never happened before. Yep. Uh, so they assembled a swinging pool party. Over a oh, hundred lifeguards attended as guests, along with around a hundred non-lifeguard friends and family. Uh, four lifeguards were on duty watching out for the revelers from their big, tall seats above it all. And everything seemed to be going along swimmingly, if you will, Good, until, yeah. until everyone was clearing out at the very end of the party. That's when 31-year-old Jerome Moody, who had not been swimming and was fully dressed, was found drowned at the bottom of the deep end of the pool. Mate. Yep. It's unclear how it came to pass as at a party with over 100 certi- certified lifeguards and just as many other bystanders. No one seemed to fucking notice a body in the water or ask, hey, where's Jerome? He's a great boy. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. 
Uh, I've got one more for you. Bring it. All right. This is the story of the death of attorney Gary Hoy, <coughs> which Gary. straddles Gary Hoy, G-A-R-R-Y-H-O-Y. I like him. And in, this one straddles the line between irony and regular old fucking around and finding out. It's a freak accident, but also like mm, you tempt fate in human engineering. Sure. This is what happens. So Gary was a corporate and securities lawyer at the Toronto-based law, for- law firm Holden Day Wilson, where he was known for being a bit brash and cocky, but also for being one of the best and brightest law- lawyers at the firm. And for some reason, Gary was absolutely tickled by the windows of their offices on the 24th floor of the Toronto Dominion Bank Tower. Okay. As such, when folks would visit the office, he would regularly get a running start and throw his 160-pound frame against the glass to show how strong the windows are. On July 9th, 1993, Gary was giving a tour to a group of potential apprentices who had gathered for a reception in the office. As he'd done so many times before, he got up some speed and heaved himself at the window. Incredible. And he bounced off. Just like in all those other instances. For some reason, however, he wasn't content to show off this party trick just once. So as the delighted and probably a touch confused guest watch, he once again launched his body at the pane. And uh, to his credit, he was right. The glass didn't break. In that way, he was spot on. Uh, It did, however, pop straight the fuck out of the frame. And Gary Hoy went straight through like a goddamn cartoon, plunging to the ground 24 floors below, leaving the frame and even the blinds behind. Incredible. Yeah. Despite Gary's confidence in the tensile strength of the window, structural engineer Bob Greer told the Toronto Star, quote, I don't know of any building code in the world that would allow a 160 pound man to run up against a glass and withstand it. Yeah, it's a great point. Is. I don't know. That's not what they're made for. You're not supposed to run at windows. <laughs> just constantly putting this pressure on this every time someone in the office. Hey, watch this. I just throw yeah. myself at this uh, this window here. Um, so go ahead. I feel like I'm in good company with these guys tonight. Mm, yeah, you know, I wanted to just My make people. sure that you understood. Yeah, that yeah. A- and that. Hey, things could be a lot worse. <laughs> than proclaiming you can't get COVID and then having to stay home and watch movies. That's true. It's a place of privilege that I'm operating from right there. <laughs> um, because goddamn stay home and watch movies is what I've done. We should talk about that. I am wondering what became of Mr. Cool Ice. Is that what you're doing right now? You're Yes. You're Googling what happened to Mr. Cool Ice. To be fair, it's not bad looking tattoos. Like... <laughs> I don't know. No, I guess they're bad. It's just the font. Like everything about it is so silly to the point that yeah, it yeah, like yeah. circles back around and becomes. They're quite challenging, aren't they? Challenging. They really are. Like what is the, the skeleton doing on the front of them? It's like leaning his head in his. That's right. Like, that's right. Pretty sure that's what it is. Like a bashful sort of look. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. It's Mr. And, cool Ice. And the tattooed sunglasses on the back of the head. <laughs> See what I mean? Challenging. 
it's amazing. Every side, both his biceps have the tattoo. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff. So what happened I'd like to, to him? Meet Do you have him. any? Uh, no, he's, he seems he's still active. Oh, good. As what? I don't know. It it looks as though he might have upgraded uh, a couple of the a couple of the centerpieces of his ensemble. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it looks as though he's got it on his forehead since. Oh no! Come on, buddy. There's a line. I don't know if there is. I think he's trying to find it. I I, I like him a great deal. Listen, so. The only possible upside of having COVID is the chance to sit on your fucking ass and watch a bunch of movies, isn't it? So that's mm. that's genuinely what I've been doing, and and on that score, it's been it's been great. I love that. I have yeah. not watched anything, so let's. I'm gonna live vicariously. Oh, let's go. Through you. All right, cool. So um 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 um, let's start with Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Uh, mm. You may or may not know that I'm right in the midst of an 80s kind of slasher vibe at the minute uh, after having watched Maniac a week or two ago. That's right, yeah. Um, and Arrow had a fantastic 4K re-release of Henry that I simply couldn't let go, uh, couldn't pass by. So <laughs> For whatever reason, I've never watched that, despite the fact that it's That's an absolute great. classic. I like Michael is, Rooker, yeah. everything about it. So, I mean, obviously, I'm interested in serial killers so henry lee lucas is interesting but i've never yeah. seen it it's uh again super uncomfortable super you know unflinching a good friend of mine on twitter put it that it must be weird watching it in 4k and in high you know high dynamic resolution because it it is a film that feels weird if you're not watching it on a fucked up old vhs cassette right it, it, it's made it for that, that uh that medium um but my my response to that is, I mean, if you put these movies, and I'm and I'm thinking in the same breath of Maniac, mm-hmm. um, if you give them beautiful presentation and five point one surround sound, you are challenging that film then to show you how well or otherwise it's aged. You That's know? true. That's a really good point. Yeah. When you when a film can't fall back on, well, hey, come on. <laughs> the audio visual was visual was a bit duff and we we worked with what we had la 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 if they clean up nice enough to get away with a really decent 4k presentation then the film can speak for itself and those two in particular have spoken for themselves beautifully i really enjoyed maniac and i enjoyed the shit out of watching henry henry is yes. what i've seen a lot over the years yeah uh and i'd love for you to watch it you'd re- you know it, I think it, I'd really enjoy it, honestly. I'm oh, not as not. sure about Maniac, uh, but I still want to watch that too. So those will definitely have to go on my to-watch list. Yet a predictably wonderful uh, release from Arrow as well. Um, you know, the the art cards and the books. Um, and Arrow, Arrow don't release kind of booklets with their films. They release books, you know what I mean? Proper mm, fucking yeah, yeah. tomes. Yeah. Uh, of uh, of accompanying information with their with their releases and they've they've you know they've uh, outclassed themselves here. Beautiful. Yeah. So Henry, great, great laugh, great bunch of lads. Is there uh, are there special features? Oh oh yes, there are. Oh yes, um, a new commentary from John McNaughton from 2019, right. uh, which they've put on there alongside all of his other ones as well. So I, I guess 
must have had a lot of good things to say about about his movie. All right, have you seen anything this week, or is this just going to be me? No, I've literally seen nothing. Because I'm, I mean, I'm, we I'm, had I'm like myself. This <laughs> we had Encanto on in the background a little bit. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of Bluey on over the course of this week. Um, no, What's Bluey no. then? Bluey is it's either Australian or Kiwi. That we had the sound down very low, so I'm not entirely sure which. But Bluey, it's like, like a, Bluey the color. Yeah. B-L-U-E-Y. It's like a cartoon dog family. And apparently it's like very wholesome and everyone loves it. Um, Very, very popular cartoon that's on now. Nice. Uh, I think there should be an, you know, like how they did like an animated version of Mr. Bean. No, I did not know that. Well, they did. Mr. Bean got a series of like Saturday morning cartoons for kids. (laughs) Of course. And I think I'd like to see Mr. Cool Ice, the animated series. Oh my God. Imagine the hijinks (laughs) and shit this guy would get into. Like Mr. Magoo-esque, just because he's a fuckwit. Honestly, I can see it, to be honest with you. It's like, because didn't like Vanilla Ice have a cartoon? Cold as ice or cool as ice? Yeah, maybe. And and I'm not even like thinking of it because like it wasn't the Mr. Cool Eyes part that made me think of it. Just the like dopey white guy cartoon vibe. You can't come in here, Mr. Cool as Ice. You gotta put your shirt on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can see it, and I'd watch it. I feel really good about that. What else did you watch? Uh, X. It's time to finally discuss X. You're not going to talk about your godfathers or anything like that? You want to go oh, no, next? Were, I'm going chronologically next. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to save it for last so people can turn off the podcast when yeah. so they don't hear spoilers. Okay. <laughs> so crestfallen. <laughs> Did I do bad? Uh, so we watch Bad Taste, but you can go and listen to Dead and Lovely if you want to hear what we yes. thought of that. Mm-hmm. We chatted a, for a, a solid hour, you know, about bad taste uh, mm-hmm. with good old Hollywood Steve, and it was, it was a great laugh. It was great to talk about a movie which I've loved since literal childhood. Yeah, it was great to talk about a movie with a, a thirty-year lens mm. uh, of of maturation on that bad lad. You know what I mean? So we've had the yeah. full life cycle of bad taste now, is and and it's great to see it through fresh and through nostalgia lensed eyes. Yeah, 100% agree. I think that was really the cool thing about watching it, you know, despite varying levels of enjoyment of the movie between us. Yeah. I think just as you pointed out that being able to see the entire cycle of a career spun off of it and everything and, and how yeah. that holds up and everything is was Beautiful. a delight. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know if it was the COVID, you know, I don't know if it was the, the coronavirus speaking, but I wanted <laughs> some lighthearted, I wanted some chuckles. Ooh, I love a chuckle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I fancied like a, a nice light-hearted giggle of a film. Mm. Uh, so I I watched The Batman yesterday. <laughs> Just a proper nice light-hearted yeah. mm-hmm. knockabout, like a romp. Absolutely. Uh, and then I followed that with The Godfather because I'd never seen uh, The Godfather. Yeah. So I thought, yep. yeah. Keeping it real. When better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I watched Godfather 2 this morning. Amazing. I love really that your good. attitude towards it was like, uh, if I, you know, you text me, you're like, if I'm not going to watch The Godfather now, I don't think I'm ever going to watch The Godfather. Yeah. Um, yeah. And- Any films that I'm not getting around to this week are simply films that I will, I will never watch. Not watching a movie this week is just me been in that film forever. Yeah. Now I'm wondering, like, what other, like, just epics you should be watching? 
Like, what is, what have you put off that's just like, it's just too long. Well, the last time um, I was ill. too classic. Uh, the last time I was ill, I watched Apocalypse Now. So nice. it seems to be this is the mindset I have to get in before I will definitively a, watch yeah, a movie. And I don't think I've got any You've seen Citizen there. Kane. You've seen. I've uh, seen Citizen Kane, yeah. Uh, trying to think of other things that like that. But... Seven Samurai. Samurai. I like the way Seven you say Samurai, that. yeah. It's funny because most of the time when you say a you, you say it like an ooh, except in that. Samurai. <laughs> Yeah. When I would say it with an ooh. Go on. Like samurai. (laughs) That's how you say it. (laughs) Samurai. I don't know. It was excellent. I'm glad I watched it. All right. So what else this week? Yeah, we've done it. That's all. So let's talk about it. That's it. You're like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. If there is anything else, let's talk about X. Let's talk about X. Let's talk about X, baby. (laughs) I don't know if I'm... Like, I feel like I'm somewhat surprised you liked it as much as you did because, okay, now that, now that I can say things without spoilers, I feel yeah. like I can explain yeah. what I've been waiting to say. For it feels weeks. as though you've been and carrying then, around like a big problem with X for ages. Right. And I just couldn't say it out loud because I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. So, yeah. hey, if you haven't seen X, stop listening now, watch X, come back to me. Um, I did explain, you know, what I said about it was that I dislike it in a way that you can only dislike something you were rooting for. Um, And so it's only because I wanted to like it and because I was like on its team that it makes me so upset. So as I mentioned, the, the first hour of X, I think is largely very, very good. I think the setup Mm. of it is great. Um, I like the characters, although I cannot understand a word that British girl says the whole time. Um, Mia Goth, like she's got one of those outer space accents. And I was like, I usually am pretty good with this stuff, but I, I need subtitles. I had no clue that she was British. She is definitely British. <laughs> well, well, well. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So I could not understand a word she said for most of this movie. But other than that, everyone was, was pretty likable. And, mm. you know, I love Britney Snow with all my heart. So was super stoked on her and a kind of role that she never plays. Um, so that was really, really fun. I mean, like I said, when I was talking about Innkeepers last week, I think as a filmmaker, Ty West knows what he's doing, you know, and that is a beautifully shot movie, a well-edited movie, all of that stuff. Um, I really liked. They get to, you know, the place where all the stuff is going to happen. And immediately the makeup is so distracting. Right. Uh, because it's so terrible um and i immediately was like is that me a goth why didn't they just get an old person because <laughs> i didn't know that was what it was going to be like oh and she's going to play both things uh so i came into it no idea of that and was just like why did they just put her in shitty old makeup this doesn't make sense and then we go through this movie and once it turns to the part like and i'm still like despite that i'm like it's fine it's okay the part where Mia Goth goes in and like walks into the house and like sits down. So I was like, oh, fuck. I hate when people do stupid things no human would do. That mm. drives me crazy. So like, why did she do that? There was we have been given nothing about her character to say she's the kind of person who walks into a house and just looks around. You know, like it doesn't make any sense based on her. She wouldn't mm. be interested in someone's life. She's obsessed with herself. She just wants to be famous, whatever. 
So I was like, okay, she did a stupid thing. That's annoying. Whatever. I'm still goodwill for this movie. When it finally gets to the point of the horror, it is for one thing, the absurd looking makeup. That's ridiculous. It is then that every single kill is hack. It is like exactly what you expected. I hate one of my least favorite kills is the person who puts their eyeball up to a hole yeah, and looks in. I'm like, and they draw it out like you don't know what's going to happen. That's what happens with every one of these kills is you have to wait for a drawn out kill that is a kill you've seen in every movie you've ever watched before. And they're all too fucking dark, which is another one of my pet peeves in movies mm. where you're like, I can't see anything because the movie's too dark. Um, so once the killing starts happen, it's like predictable beat by beat, even like when Jenna Ortega like suddenly has an entire change in character and is now like blaming the other girl for what's happening, despite again, this not being the person she's been this entire movie. Uh, she runs out and I'm like, oh, that's the, now we get the surprise kill of her. Yeah. And of course that's exactly what happens. Not a single surprise, not a single innovative kill, too dark. Characters all change from the people they've been the rest of it. They kill Brittany Snow in the dumbest way possible where I'm like, can this woman command alligators? Like what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> like it is it, like you knew someone had to get killed by the alligator, but the way it's set up makes no sense. And again, is her turning against the character she's been the entire movie. It falls apart so, so terribly once it turns into a horror movie that I just... I was beside myself. I was like, how? How okay. can you botch this so badly? <sighs> Fascinating. Okay. And I, I, you seem to be sitting a little straighter in your seat now that you've got rid of mm -hmm. that. You seem to be walking a little bit more. Taller. All this baggage that I've been carrying yeah. about this, you know, and, yes. and as I've told you, I feel like, like part of me was like, I feel like I'm crazy because of the like, you know, how much rave reviews this is getting like on a large scale. But also that I was like, almost every friend of mine who has reviewed it has said it was OK. So mm. I'm like, I I was a little bit like, OK, at least I'm not totally unhinged about this, but I still needed to just like bleh, vomit that out. Yes. So thank you. Now let's hear. No, you're very welcome. A, I, the other I, end of it. I did not feel that. Okay. Um, I don't think it whiffed it when it turned into a horror movie at all. Okay. Um, and I think on the... We're saying turned into a horror movie here. This isn't from Dust Till Dawn. It doesn't start out as, you know, a crime procedural and then turn into a horror movie. It doesn't start no, off as a rom-com and then turn into a horror movie <laughs> all the way It starts through. out as like an interesting kind of fun movie about a bunch of people making a porn. Uh, <laughs> with some of the most heavy-handed horror homages. Oh, in, the, I mean, in those yes. first yeah. kind of 10, 15 minutes, it outright steals shots from other movies to let you know where you're playing here. Right. It is very eager for you to know that it's done its homework. It's mm -hmm. very eager for you to know that it's, you know, hi, I'm going to be a horror movie. All right. Is that is that yeah. cool? Just going to sit down and watch That's it. another one of the things that bothers me about it, though, where it's like you're going through like all these kind of like it's so heavy handed in that, like where it's like all of a sudden flash to like scary animal or something like yeah. that, you know, where it's like, that's annoying. But again, I was on board. So it was all right with me that first hour of it. I, I had sat down specifically to watch a horror movie, right? Mm -hmm. That said, as such, I had absolutely no problem with it telling me, I know what you've come for. And <laughs> I 
I'm, I want to make you confident that I'm going to deliver it for you. Sure. That was fine. That was a nice little agreement and arrangement that I'd made with that film. And I was, I was fine with it. And also yeah. it did stuff. It, it, it wrapped it up in loads of homage and hey, theft. But it had some fun little ideas of its own. That little transitory transitory trick that it does where it flashes the two scenes consecutively side by side for a few seconds before transitioning into the new scene. Do, mm-hmm. do you recall it doing that? I thought that was lovely. I'd not seen that done before. Yeah. Um, like I said, amidst... filmmaking, yeah. pretty much, especially the first hour. Again, I have qualms mm. the rest of it. But unimpeachable, in my opinion, on that. I'm not, I have no complaints about the artfulness I see, but it was part. the you thought the horror itself was 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 weak, extremely, yeah. Interesting. I don't know to just to your point about the makeup, right? Obviously, that <laughs> was jarring. No one's going to sit down and tell you that ah, da, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um, I don't think there's ever been a single film which has successfully pulled the wool over my eyes with a excellent piece of old old person makeup no. and that's Many fine have tried, i don't expect it to this doesn't need to is yeah why the did it do that why did it do that and i think it's because you know at the after credits you find out there's going to be the prequel but it's not like old people uh, and young i didn't people see that there's an after credits bit was that oh there's yeah. an after credits there's going to be a prequel called Pearl yeah 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 that's okay. about her when the, she's young and it's played by mia goth um and that's like that's fine and good and everything. Who played the old man? You, I don't know. It's I was like, is he another one of them? Because again, mm. why put him in old makeup? Old men exist. Mm. That's the thing mm. to me is I'm like, there's not a reason to do that, you know. And it doesn't the only stylistically thing I think of match was, the rest of the movie. Is it because they need the people to be nimble and to throw themselves around and throw weapons around and duck and dive and dodge? Stunt doubles exist, you know. Put the they stunt do. double in that. And then use a real old person, the rest of it. I just don't have mm. patience for that. That's a thing that I like can't abide, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. putting putting someone so that they sound like Winona Ryder, like in uh, Edward uh, Scissorhands, I you know. I thought of you. I thought of that very same piece. <laughs> I always do right. it when I see shit old person makeup. I yeah. listen to the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me do my creaky old voice <laughs> at you. Like, oh, exactly, that's, that's very good. Oh um, God, it drives me crazy. But, 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 but I thought it executed its horror largely with aplomb. I thought it was great. There were a couple of, of times where it wrong-footed me completely and made me go, whoa. Tell me about great. that because I had none of that. <laughs> There's one fantastic shot where right in the middle of the frame is that nail, a nail through a board. Yeah, the Home Alone trick. The Home Alone trick. Yeah. Uh, only this time, it you know it focus. It doesn't move. It focuses squarely on the nail, and we see the the naked foot coming inexorably closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And I was thinking, ah, it's going to cut away, but nope. It just stands that guy right on the nail, and I wasn't expecting it, and it was great. Oh. Listen, if Home Alone can do it, I'm not going to give a movie <laughs> horror movie accolades for doing it. No, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I enjoy a nice. Um, Pitchfork through the eye, through the uh, uh, letterbox or the keyhole gag. I enjoy that That's gag. So much. That, um, is, that drives me crazy because who on earth would do it, especially because we've all seen horror movies? Like yes. nobody on the planet is like, especially because he's yelling for help. Like, yes. oh, I need help. I better put my eyeball through right up this. to the hole there. What? That's mm. not real. Nobody does that. <laughs> uh, when you've created for me characters that I've believed this whole movie 
You can't make them do things that are unbelievable. They earned the crocodile. Had they not seeded the crocodile uh, earlier on? But that's in the, the thing. They seeded it one way, and then they used it in a completely not. I don't think she way. did command the crocodile. No, she didn't. She... Of course not. But that's okay, the good. only thing that makes sense about that is like that she would have to command it. Otherwise, it's it just happens to be sitting there all day. No, I like... think it earned. The, I think it earned the crocodile. They teased oh, the crocodile. They seeded the crocodile, and then they paid off the crocodile. It was Chekhov's and crocodile. You had to change Britney Snow's personality again from the person she's been the rest of the movie to have that kill work, and for you to be okay with it. Right. You have to make yep. her suddenly someone who's like kind of a bitch. Otherwise, yep. we're like, why would you kill her? So they turn her into a bitch right before she dies. And she is nonsensically killed by. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's motives you want, I'm not sure why the, that old couple are killing all of the people. I'm not I'm not certain why they're doing that. They're jealous of them being young, I guess. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Um... But I did, I and the use of the like the old people as just kind of like old people are gross is no, like you know that's something I hate, I hate. That you know trope. that's something yeah. I'm very keenly aware of the the yeah. you know the naked old woman trope right um so it's like the old people sex and, it and everything felt like it was there just to yeah. gross us out or her climbing into bed with her it's just to gross us out because we are disgusted by old people and their yes. bodies and their sexuality and all that but stuff is it not doing that in a self-aware manner isn't it doing that and then chiding us for feeling grossed out by old people ah. how how does it chide it's us for saying uh, then they're also actually murderous and terrible so yeah, really are, you should are. be terrified and grossed out by old people yeah i only successfully <laughs> pulled half of that thought the other half prefer <laughs> disproves the first half of my thought <laughs> it's just for me you know <laughs> this uh, and i'm having fun talking about it even though we disagree on this as always i i sure. just enjoy getting to chat about it finally and having mm. someone to talk about it with but you know like over the course of this podcast that probably every single thing that this thing does is something i have at some point said i hate in movies over yeah, the course yeah, of this yeah. podcast and so yeah. for it like all to converge on that I think and honestly I think what you said about uh that bit about the first hour in sort of deftly stealing but stealing from other movies to show you like listen I've done my homework and all that kind of stuff I think that that works really well in the first part and yeah. then becomes hack in the second part where then it's just like, I am just blatantly copying every kill you've seen and every trope you've seen and all this kind of stuff in this. And it jumps past homage to being like- Smug. Right, you know? And, and then I'm supposed to take this more, it's supposed to be more of a, like almost a prestige horror, you know? It's like supposed to be taken more seriously. We're supposed to be like amazed by the artfulness of Ty West when we watch this when really it's like just a whole bunch of horror tropes jammed into this spot that, and I think it really is, again, I think maybe I could forgive it if the characters had been the characters that I'd really liked yes. the first hour of that movie and to have them all have to suddenly change everything about who they were to yeah. make that ending worked really didn't sit with me. <laughs> You know, don't get me Fair attached enough. to a bunch of people and then psych, that's not actually their personalities. They're actually all dicks. Yep, that's rude. <laughs> that is rude. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, my my issue with X. I think it's it's it did what it did with enough aplomb sure. for me to enjoy 
what it did without worrying about what it did badly. There you go. That's fair. That's really fair. There's plenty of movies that I give a pass to and love, despite the fact that, you know, there's a lot of dumb shit in it, but because it kept me and I, you know, enjoyed it. Yes, I was, I was looking to be entertained. I was, I was eager to be entertained. Yeah. (laughs) So I can't fault you that it just did not hit me in the same way because they managed to make a movie that was like a compilation of Corey's Mm. pet peeves. Yeah, fair enough. Well, how are you ever going to enjoy that? (laughs) I can't be asked to do such things. I can't be asked to enjoy something like this. Um, But I mean, you know, he'll put out more things and I'll still watch them. And I'm going to go in like I did with this thinking, hopefully I'll like it much like despite the fact that, you know, I hate VHS and stuff like that, that I'm like, I am not going into these movies going, fuck this guy. I hope he fails. Um, So I'm hoping that the next one would do that. (laughs) i'm hoping the next one will just hit better for me and they that's the great thing about the next one there always is a next one isn't there we've got new ariasta coming up soon Mm -hmm. there's the north man of yet to see yeah wait is that out already it's out over here yes oh i didn't even realize that that one seems like it kind of came out of nowhere to me it was like all of a sudden they were like it was like oh there's pictures of it and whatnot so I will, I will see that, although the subject matter of that one doesn't interest me as much as his other No, not in the least. Um, but do be, you know, be prepared for me to be insufferable for an, a year or so after Disappointment Boulevard comes out. Which one's, which one's that? That's Arias's new one. Oh, okay. I didn't know what it was called, but yeah, no, I, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm like 0 for 2 on that. I mean, not 0 for 2, 1 for 2. So really, that can go either way for me. You know, I love... Um, Midsommar but mm. I do not like Hereditary so oh interesting that'll be fun then <laughs> yeah just because I hate that one so much doesn't mean that again I'm not like an anti-Ari Aster I deeply love Midsommar and have seen it many times nice uh, <laughs> yeah nice thanks Corey for, for carrying me through that thank you for letting me finally Bent about that film. I enjoyed telling you some stories this week. Um, mm. I hope that by Sunday you're like a whole new man and you're just. I feel good. as though I will be. You know, I think I think the worst has passed me by. Mm. As in, you know, I've had the worst yesterday, and I think from here now it's upward. Yeah, funny enough, you sound worse today, but if you feel better, yeah. That's good. You know, interesting. I feel like sometimes that happens. It's like, you know, the last mm. thing is like the like sinuses clog up and then you're like, oh, OK, we're good. So I'm rooting for you. It's going to be it's going to be a great, very healthy yep. Sunday episode of yep. Joag. And it'll be thanks, glorious. Yes, thanks, Chums. Thanks, Corrigan. Thanks, everyone. Yes. And if you want to watch uh, Mark's film debut, uh, join us Wednesday, April 20th. That's tomorrow for us now. Tonight, probably for you listening to this on the discord yep. we'll post it up on twitter and whatnot not make a big deal of it but just in, you know just uh, jump in exactly. if you want if you're around yes it's yeah. nine o'clock uh our time i'll do it same as usual you three o'clock your time yeah the normal joe egg spread of times um and <laughs> it'll be a good time the like little bit the i watched the minute before your part on there because you were like it's around 50 minutes and it's actually like 51 30 or something when it comes okay, in yeah so i watched at the 50 minute mark and the <laughs> the acting is 
It's good. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. The, I don't know if she's the lead. I'm assuming she's the lead in this, but she has kind of a very um, indistinguishable accent that is maybe Eastern European, but it's like, she's not trying to have an accent. It's like, she's trying to cover it up. Um, And is extremely stiff and wooden to a hilarious degree. Excellent. And this Very nice to hear. For this. Yeah. Good. Reign of Chaos, folks. Reign of Do Chaos. Please join us. Find it on your Amazon. Watch it. See Mark's debut. It's going to be a good time. Yep. So, dear uh, friends, go ahead, Mark. You sound like you were going to say something. No, I wasn't. You take it away, dear, dear friends. Dear friends, thank you as always for joining us. We love you so much. And we will see you again soon and every day all over our socials. So I would love for you to do us a favor right now and stay spooky.